We're almost at the end of the NFL regular season, so it's going to be a little bit of time for reflection, but also a look at what's happening before playoffs. I've got the two gentlemen normally alongside me for the evening. We start with Smithy and uh, Smid. Uh, between the two of us, we can barely walk. It was a humbling day out on the golf course today, but we're ready to rip piss in the evening. Yeah, we've come into Thursday's shows pretty up and about the last few weeks. Our, our golfing uh, games have gone well, but we trialed a harder course today and, geez, did it uh, sort out the men from the boys. And uh, we had a big day. I'm sunburnt. I hit about 150 and, yeah, I've, I've had a gutful. So looking forward to talking some NFL and getting my mind off it. Yeah, absolutely. And Teed, the great man, is here who told us that he would be here at 8. And as it ticked over to 8.01, he jumped on. So we love the great man's punctuality. It hasn't been his go this year, but he's dominated tonight. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm on time as always. Um, it's usually me in there waiting for you guys. But today I thought I'd change it up and let you guys wait on me for once. So uh, good to be here. Uh, he might not make it at the end of the show, the great man. Yeah. But uh, let's get into this. Let's start with that period of self-reflection we were talking about. Uh, the highlight of the regular season, but not not the football. I mean, come on. We knew that was coming. But of NFL down under. And we kind of spoke about mine uh, in a sec before we jumped on, fellas, because we talked about Teed going to America. I reckon his return was some of the most fun I've had talking sport at all because we got to hear about the great man. We realized, Smid, how much we missed him. And we got back to our regular programming after you and I ripped the absolute piss out of five weeks. We've gone back to our general mediocre way of doing things, which we love. Yeah, um, it was a great time. And the the anticipation of his turn was was huge. And um, yeah, when he finally got back on, we, we had a ball, didn't we? And we haven't really looked back since. I think we've had one episode since then where um, all three of us haven't been on. So it's been nice to have everyone back and... Um, doing what we love. Might have been my fault, that episode. Uh, T, do you have a standout for you, mate? And you can't say not being on the show because of the holiday because that, that's that's not cool. No, it definitely wasn't that. I was going to say uh, my dominance in the tipping, but that looks like that one's running um, or at least coming to an end maybe this week. But I think um, some of my favourite parts are, are even before and after the show are stuff, are some of the funniest stuff that... Um, that I've heard for a while happens before and after the show, and, and the listeners will just have to wonder about what that could be. Some of it appropriate, some of it not. But uh, yeah, it's probably um, you know one thing that I loved from from this previous season. Just saw the the banter before and after the show. All the material that would get us cancelled, pretty much. That's the imagination <laughs> done there. Well, I Smith. try and trickle that into the actual show. Yeah. I was going to say all, all the all the cancel stuff comes from me and Daz because <laughs> Teed has no filter and just brings it into the recorded version anyway. Absolutely, he does. What about you, Smith? Does anything stand out for you, mate? Uh, my running highlight of the year has has been the roller coaster that's been Teed's locks. Um, <laughs> it's brought out some of the funniest moments of the year. And um, I I looked forward to the pick he was going to make, watching the pick that he did make, and then taking the piss out of said pick when he was at about two and seven. But he's turned it around now, man. And um, he's on a mean winning streak. So let's see if he can finish the season off on a high. Yeah, he's well, who have some fun. Didn't we have fun? It was a way it's just ripping into the. I think he went zero and five while he was in America on the lock or something ridiculous like that. So uh, it was good fun. Took the Jaguars yeah. coming back from 20 to nothing down against the Raiders to finally break the drought. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
And, and you had a good streak there, Smith, of taking Teed's lock as the underdog uh, for your certs, and it worked out beautifully for you as well. So, Yeah, he actually out. gave me a helping hand. And he did the great man. Now, we've only got a few games that have got real playoff implications, so we're going to talk about those in depth. Uh, we've got another How About Stat Quiz, which is just simply extraordinary, and it's only called that now. Uh, it was only called once because I thought it would be the dumbest pun on the planet, but knowing how angry it makes Smithy, not only is it going to continue, but it's going to continue whether Smithy's on the show or not. I, I don't have any plans to not have you on the show, Smithy, but it, the fact that it brings you physical pain is something that I'm a massive fan of. We'll quick fire the rest. We've got our locks. Can Teed catch Smith? Oh, my goodness. That would be extraordinary. Smithy's got his certs, and uh, he needs a big week. And after hearing Colin compare uh, the NFL being rigged to a Joe Rogan podcast this morning, Smith, you, you're not up against a hell of a lot of intelligence there. And then we've got TDs, TDs, who are on an absolute tear. Four, four out of ten the last two weeks combined. Extraordinary scenes. It's the, the TDs, TDs is not used as gambling advice, uh, either that or he's now being approached by betting companies because he would have made them a fortune. But <laughs> it's going to be a fantastic show. And we kick things off with the Jags and the Titans, Teed. And I – was this year or was it Smithy? Of no, me, I my friend. certainly wanted it, but Smithy, uh, Smithy snatched oh, it. snuck in there, the great man. But it is the game with the biggest implication, Smith. Yeah, well, it's winning you're in. So the battle of the AFC South – uh, we've got the Jags who have really come on leaps and bounds in the second half of the season. Uh, you know, we it's pretty much polar opposites, these two teams, um, when you think about it, because the Titans were flying at the start of the year. Uh, they were winning close games. They were doing everything. And they won at Lambeau Field to put them at 7-3, and three, I believe. And I was a very big skeptic on the Tennessee Titans coming into the season. Uh, and even though they were winning at the start of the year, I still never bought in. But when they won that game at Lambeau Field on Thursday night football in the snow, I thought, yeah, this team could be for real. And I think they've lost every game since that moment. Uh, they now sit at seven and nine, uh, which is the same as the Jags. So um, yeah, they're sitting on the same amount of wins and it's going to be a massive game. Uh they couldn't be going any worse, the Titans. It's been brutal. They won't have Ryan Tannehill. They'll be sending Josh Dobbs um, in this game. And after starting his first game last week against the Cowboys, where, look, he didn't play that badly. He, he wasn't terrible. Um, 20 for 39, 232, and a touchdown. The thing that they will have on their side this week is Derrick Henry is trending to come back and play in this game. I've spoken on the show this year about Derrick Henry's uh, record against divisional opponents, and the, the Jags are obviously one of those. So you can nearly pencil Derrick Henry in for over 100 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. It's just can Josh Dobbs keep the passing game stable enough to keep the Jags' defense honest? I'm not too sure. Uh, the Jags' offense has been on fire lately, um, and you know they... They, to me, have the division in their hands. It's whether they can hold on to it or not. Um, with a young team, it wouldn't totally shock me to see them fold under the pressure and lose this game. But I do really trust their talent. I think they have a lot of really good players in this side. And I think they're really well coached. Dugson has come in and made a huge change to this uh, this franchise 
both offensively and defensively. And just with the way these two teams are coming into this game, the Jags on the on a bit of a tear and the Titans trending downwards, you got to ride the momentum. And Doug Peterson spoke about it. He said momentum is really important in the NFL. And when you look at last week, the Jags coming off a 28-point win, albeit to the Houston Texans, but and the Titans going down by 14 to the Cowboys, you know, the, the momentum is definitely with Jacksonville, and I think they're going to ride this momentum and and clinch a playoff spot. And if they play the way that they have been playing, there's no reason why they shouldn't win this game pretty comfortably, in my opinion. So I'm tipping the Jags. So, Teed, is it more of a Titans thing to choke this away, or is it more of a Titans thing to spoil the party? Which of those uh, do you think sums up the Tennessee Titans franchise more? Probably choking it away, if I'm honest. Um, you know, the Titans have had a pretty good team the last few years, and they just seem to have a habit of choking seasons away. And they certainly did that here. Smithy said they were seven and three, and what are they now? Seven and eight, or, or seven and nine, or something like that. So, um, yeah, they they certainly were overachieving by a lot of people's expectations early on in the year, and I think no one is shocked at this overall record here um and i think lots of people look at this game and just look at the jags walking into the playoffs i don't think that's the case they i think they win this game um but i wouldn't be ruling out the titans i i feel like um they will make it a little bit closer than a lot of people expect but i i really do like the jags to win and, and get a playoff spot and that's something that i'm really excited for yeah, I'm going the jags as well and i think this game's going to be decided smith smith's favorite way by kicker. Oh, kickers, God. Someone, either the Jags kicker is going to win it or the Titans kicker is going to lose it. And I can't wait to find out which one. Uh, Teed, you've got the Lions and the Packers at pick two and a must-win game this one too? Well, yeah, this is well, this is going to be winning in one way or another. Um, well, actually, it, it might not be if, um, if results don't pan out the way that a certain team would want them to in the first you know, a lot of games earlier on, but, um, you know, Green Bay, I think, are, are pretty strong favourites here. I, I think a lot of the reasoning there would be that the Sunday night football aspect and the outdoor, um, you know, home field advantage that they're going to have in Green Bay. It's going to be cold. The Lions are coming from playing games in their indoor stadium. Um, and when you look at these two teams, the Lions, I think, have been the better team all season, at least for, for most of the season. And I think they probably are the better team right now. I just, I think this home field advantage is too much um, and it will lean in the Packers. Uh, it will favour the Packers, you know, obviously a lot more than it would favour Detroit being outdoors. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I think you could just about put any quarterback in this Green Bay Packers team at the moment and, and still get the same success. So their quarterback play isn't great and it's not um, Aaron Rodgers that's getting them wins in these games, but um, he is, you know, he, he knows what to do in these situations. He's been in, you know, situations like this where you have to win a week 17 or a week 18 game to make the playoffs, and he's done it before. Um, and I trust him here to do it again. I feel like the Lions will struggle to score um, the, the bulk amount of points that they have in previous games, obviously because of the weather. And um, I think this is the way the NFL wants it, having – you know, two teams fighting it out on the last game of the season for a spot in the playoffs. Hopefully things work out um, earlier in the, you know, 
day, I guess, so that it is winning in for both teams. But I think if the Seahawks win, that eliminates the Lions, which um, if that does happen, the Lions, uh, I think a lot of people saying that it makes this game meaningless. But I, I feel like even if the Lions aren't a chance to make the playoffs, they would love to um, to end the Packers season. So it'll be interesting either way. But um, really looking forward to this one. But I, I just feel like the Packers at home, outside in the cold, um, is too big of an advantage. So my theory with the Lions, Smith, is that if they decide Jared Goff is their quarterback and it's looking more and more likely that that's the case, I I wouldn't be resting them in this game, regardless if they can play playoffs or not. I think Dan Campbell's the type that goes, we've gutsed it out to the end and we're this close. Imagine what we can do next year. I feel like that's more important than resting some guys. Injuries are going to happen whether you rest guys or not. That's my take. What do you think? Who wins the game and what do you think of the Lions moving forward? Yeah, I 100% agree with what both you and Teed said. Even if the Seahawks do win and the Lions can't mathematically make the playoffs, they're going to want to come out and beat the Green Bay Packers and stop them from playing playoffs because that's what division rivals do. You know, Aaron Rodgers has dominated the Detroit Lions for the last 15 years. So, they would want nothing more than to come out and stop him from playing in the playoffs. And it builds culture. Wins like this builds winning culture. And um, we saw it, Daz, in our home sport of AFL back, you know, 15 years ago now when when our team was down the bottom of the ladder and a new coach came in and we built a winning culture. We did things and we built a winning culture and it ended up bringing a lot of success to our team. So, this is what you have to do when you've been a franchise down the bottom of the table for so long. You need to learn how to win and build on that. And that's what Dan Campbell want to do, regardless of the situation. Unfortunately for him and his team, I do think Green Bay win as well. The home field advantage is just too much. Um, If Detroit were at home, I would have tipped them. I'll be honest with you. But uh, playing outside at night in the cold in Green Bay, I just don't think this team is quite ready to take on a challenge that big at this point. Yeah, I'm with you. Pack is for mine as well. And Smid. Now, this becomes a bit more complicated given the Bills and Bengals, which at this point there is no resolution on what happens with that game. The good news is DeMar Hamlin does seem to be in a more positive condition than he was last time we recorded apart from that we're not 100 sure different reports say different things but the jets and the dolphins it looks like uh, the Finns win and they're in and the jets well like you said with the lions will want to uh upset a division rivals playoff chances yeah absolutely right and we don't know what's going on at the quarterback position for the miami oh, Dolphins. Yes we, which... do. yes we do with the big new signing it's Oh, yes. How could we not mention this? One of the show's favorites is Bakdaz. Oh, mate. I was, I don't, I don't really understand why I was that excited finding out that the assigning to a practice squad usually doesn't mean Jack. But when it's our man, the stubby, Mike Lennon, the great man himself, will be the backup quarterback it is seemingly looking like. It, my heart filled with joy, Smitty. If someone had told you that Mike Glennon could lead the Dolphins to a playoff, w- you wouldn't have believed it. It would be the story of the year for mine, in yeah. a positive way, of course. I'm recording right next to him right now, as you guys can see. Um, <laughs> and he's even telling me that there's no chance of leading this Miami team to a win. So uh, 
brutal signs. But uh, the Jets will the Jets will want to get another game into Mike White because they've got a decision to make. Now they've come out during the week and they've said that they're going to stick by Zach Wilson. But of course they're going to say this. The season's not over yet. They are going to toss him out like a ripped piece of jocks at the end of the year once you get new ones for Christmas. And he's not going to be back in a Jets uniform anymore. <laughs> um, they're going to get rid of him as quick as they can because he's been poor. But they've got a decision to make. Do they go to the draft? Do they go for a veteran quarterback that's going to be in the market? Someone like a Derek Carr, a Jimmy G, a Ryan Tannehill. Do they go that way? Do they go and stay with Mike White? You know, they've got a decision to make. So they're going to want to take this game as seriously as possible. Uh, the Dolphins have to win and they're in. There's so many clouds over the Dolphins at the moment. Who's going to start at quarterback? Is Teddy Bridgewater going to be there? Is Tyreek Hill going to play? He's up there defensively. Bradley Chubb, what's going to happen there? So there's so many question marks over the Dolphins at the moment. It's hard to be fully confident in them. They do have more on the line, but I do think the Jets are going to take this game by the scruff of the neck. And they've burnt me a few times recently, the Jets, but I'm going to tip them again. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm in, I'm adopting the same strategy as last week. If I tip the Jets, then something positive will come out of this game. It's it's as simple as that. I've just got to do it. And Teed, I hope this doesn't come off as disrespectfully as it definitely could, but I'm going to say it anyway. I would feel an unrequited amount of joy if I woke up at some point in April, May, whenever it takes place, that the new Jets quarterback is Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me so happy, but there's something about that that would just really sum up where the Jets have been in the last two decades. Yeah, well, I, I feel like that's not a chance of happening. I, they may as well stick with Zach Wilson if they're going to um, <laughs> go ahead and bring in <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. But um, for the second straight week, I'm going to disagree with you and I'm going to back the Dolphins. I... Um, I've well, backed him back a bunch of times. Yeah, I've bunched him, <laughs> backed him a bunch of times this season, and they've helped me out, especially early in the year. Uh, lately, not so much, but um, you know, I, I don't care who's playing at quarterback. I feel like uh, this is what well, clearly is must-win playoff-wise. But um, you know, I feel like it's more than that. You don't want to be what were they eight and three, Daz, or something like that? Yes. Yeah, I don't think you want to be... smile then. It was a different... <laughs> I don't think you want to be um, heading into the off-season knowing you were 8-3, and three, you finished 8-9, and nine, um, and basically your season was finished um, against a division rival. So I feel like they have to win, obviously, to make the playoffs, but also um, to just kind of get that monkey off their back and, um, you know, finally make the playoffs, A, and, and then B, not be that team that, that lost their last six games to end their season. And just quickly before we move on, speaking of games I don't want decided by a kicker, if Jason Sanders costs us this game, mm. I tell you what, this, this will be a two-man show because I'm getting on an aeroplane and it's, I'm not going to cause him any harm. I'm just going to glare at him just until it kicks in the disappointment that's being felt by Dolphins fans around the globe. So, yeah, Jets win this game for me. And, um, you know, the difference between the result here, between getting the tip right and the playoffs, is uh, how many beers does Big Dazzling want to consume before the show? So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Teed, Seahawks, Rams. My goodness. I mean, if the Seahawks can't win this game, they don't deserve playoffs. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, it, the Seahawks are in that position that you find a team in every couple of years where you you it, coming into the last week in a playoff spot, um, you know, possibly you win your game and you can still get kicked out. And, and that probably is the worst spot because you've got to spend all week worrying about, A, winning the game, and then you've got to wait all day until Sunday night to see if you are actually going to make the playoffs. And, um, it, it, you know, it could be, you know, the best day of the year, um, obviously, if they do make it. Um, but then it could be the worst day if, if you've waited all day and then all of a sudden the Packers win and kick you out. But, it, it, you know, they have to win the game first, and, and that's the only thing they can worry about. And, um, you know, the Rams, we know they've been, you know, not great this season at all. It's no surprise. Uh, if you watch them, you know they're no good. They've had a couple of good performances in the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm interested to see what's going to happen at quarterback here. I think they said Matthew Stafford's available to come back. Um, I don't know if he is coming back or if he isn't. I don't know why you'd bring him back for one game, but um, you know maybe he does want to play. I don't know. But uncertainty at quarterback there, unless I've missed something. Uh, if he does come back, you kind of could see them playing spoiler and um, you know and kind of – winding back the clock to last year and putting on a, a nice performance, but uh, you just can't trust them to do that. The Seahawks, obviously, um, you know, the last few years have been in and around the playoffs, uh, but Geno Smith hasn't, and he hasn't, you know, been anywhere near the playoffs in his entire career. I'm pretty sure maybe he's a backup sitting behind someone um, on a playoff roster, but he hasn't really played a game um, this high stakes, I guess you could say. So pressure will be on him. Um, but I feel like if we're looking at these two teams, and, and you know, obviously the Seahawks are the better team, they've been playing better. There's no reason to not pick them here unless you can see them choking away um, against the Rams team that that really doesn't have any motivation to win because obviously their season's over. They can eliminate a, a division rival, but also they don't have any motivation to tank because they don't have their first round draft pick. So I'm interested to see what kind of Rams we get. We could see a lackluster Rams team that give up 40 points to the Seahawks here, or we could see a competitive team um, that makes a game out of it and, and who knows what can happen from there. But I think I just have to take the Seahawks based off what I've seen from them this year. A uh, bit shaky the last month or so, but um, had a good win last week. And, you know, I think they're going to do everything they can to put themselves in a playoff position. Yeah, I like it. The Rams, I know, Smith, I think I actually asked this question around week... Oh, 10 or 11, are we underestimating how bad the Rams have been? They've now got the most losses for a reigning Super Bowl champ in NFL history. And we still don't really talk about how bad it's been. Do you think that's uh, fair? Do you think it's justified? Is it just, uh, did we just accept they were bad really early and it just stopped being yeah. a surprise? What do you think? Mm, I think that's probably about it. I think we just accepted, well, a few of us accepted. Daz, you hung on to it for a bit oh, longer did. than yeah. T and I. But um, yeah, a lot of us did just accept that they were going to be bad. And, you know, they did suffer a lot of injuries. And, um, you know, Cooper Cup being injured, Matthew Stafford being injured, you know, Aaron Donald missing time. It, it did stack up. And we, we sort of acknowledged that they went all in last year to win the Super Bowl. And it, it showed because... You know, they they really struggled this year. And um, I think, obviously, for a reigning Super Bowl champ to flop this bad is unusual. And it's it's nothing that you'd predict in the preseason. But sitting here at Week 18, 
you know, it's it's not as it's not as crazy now that we've seen it happen than what we thought it would be. You know, if you said it to me before week one that the Rams were going to be this bad, I'd be shocked. But seeing how the season's played out, it, it's understandable, I think. Yeah. And, you know, you talked about the troubles in LA. I assume you're picking the Seahawks, Mitt? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, they they have all the reason to win. Yeah, picking the Seahawks as well, of course. You've also got um, Alan Robinson, who has existed in LA. Pretty sure that's all he's done this year. You've got your man Cam Akers, Smith, who didn't actually show up until you traded him, uh, which yep. was really not. I'll just dropped him off your squad, actually, I think is what you really did. So Seahawks all around. So we've all agreed apart from Teed with the Finns on all those tips, which isn't good because, um, you know, this is a the, the smallest of downsides and the DeMar Hamlin thing took control over everything, but I'm still two behind Teed. So if the Jets win, um, it would be typical of the Dolphins that make the playoffs and cost me the tips, but I'm going to need to disagree with you a bit here, Teed. So I'm looking forward to that. But before we do that, we have got the best quiz in Australian sporting podcasting history, and it's got the greatest name on earth because it really pisses off Smithy, but it's How About Stat. It's still bad, and I love it. I love it so much because it annoys Smithy. Um, on this day, five years ago, Marcus Mariota became the first NFL quarterback to have a receiving touchdown off his own throw. Mm. Like January... 2018 in a 22 to 21 comeback win against the Chiefs. However, we're not going that down the road, but I wanted to bring that up. Fellas, there are six quarterbacks. I know I normally ask for a top three or a top five, but two of them have tied. Six quarterbacks this year have more, have five or more rushing touchdowns. I want you to fill up the board with three strikes. Of course, every time you get one wrong, I drop a little bit of a hint to help you fill in the board. Uh, Smithy, you jumped into the waiting room first, so you can have first go at it. Give me a quarterback you think's had five or more rushing touchdowns this season, please. I'll start with the most obvious answer and how about stats so far, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, correct. Leading it with 13, the only one in double digits at the moment, which is extraordinary. Uh, Teed, go. 13. Um, Josh Allen. 13. Yep, Josh Allen's in there. He's one of two quarterbacks on seven. Uh, so he would be equal third, according to my math. Smith? Yep. Um, Justin Fields, my man. Yep. Second outright with eight. So one ahead of those two boys. Of course, he won't be adding to that, given that he is not the starter for the Bears this week. So a fantastic start here, fellas. No strikes for you already, which I'm enjoying. Uh, Teed, back to you. Three more to go. Was it five or more? Yeah, five or more. Yep. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. I know he's got at least four. Yep, yeah, he's five. got four. So there's oh. a strike. <laughs> oh. Needs some Bad luck, uh, shoulder surgery, my man. Uh, only one of the three left Smid is in the NFC. So we've got two AFC and one NFC. The hint is yeah, pretty I... vague after strike one for everyone listening at home because they don't need that much help, these boys. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah, we don't, we don't need to be spoon-fed after one incorrect answer, that's for sure. Uh, so thinking about AFC quarterbacks, I know he's missed some time through injury, but he's very good at getting in the end zone. Is one of them Lamar Jackson? Incorrect. He's only got three. Wow. Lamar. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, well, I found that really surprising. Um, hmm. Okay. Uh, two of the three quarterbacks teed have locked up playoff spots. If that helps you. Is um, one of them that hasn't in the AFC? 
yes, one of them hasn't locked up a playoff spot. But they might. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want you to go three in a row. In <laughs> but yeah, Trevor Lawrence is one of the two quarterbacks that has five. So one more has five along with Trevor Lawrence and another one has seven tied with Josh Allen for third. Smithy, back to you. Uh, is one of the two quarterbacks who have locked up a playoff spot. Teed's man, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones. Correct. Seven tied with Josh Allen. That's stunning to me that uh, he's tied with Josh. I think it's because we talk about Josh as a, one of the supreme runners, which he absolutely is. Um, but, yeah, Danny that's Dimes. Is as good as Josh Allen. That's, that's <laughs> not what I said. <laughs> Breaking. Up, Daz wants Daniel Jones on the Dolphins more than Tua. No, it's piss off, Smid. Um, <laughs> all right, one to go. Teed, it's all up to you, son. I feel like Steve Harvey right now. Two strikes, one guess left. You got to fill up the board. My goodness. AFC quarterback Teed, who's locked up a playoff spot. It narrows it down beautifully. Oh, okay, yeah, that certainly does. Um, Shut up, Smid. <laughs> I'm right, helping my teammate. With either, either got. Um, well, Mahomes is off the board. Hey, Allen Mahomes is off, off the board. I was going to say Burrow. I know he's got maybe four. I don't know if he's got five, but Burrow or who's who's another quarterback? That, who's the, or who's the other? Who's Raven. is it? It could be Herbert because they've locked a playoff spot. Herbie, or has Herbie ran it in? Ooh, who's he going to go? Everything's riding on your shoulders here, mate. I've I've right, helped I'm you out as much as I can. Say, I, I don't think Burrow's got five, so I'm going to go Herbert. It's Joe Burrow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you not see me nod at you when you said Burrow? Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm so flat. So considering that Joe Burrow was the five, Smid, do you want to have a crack at how many rushing touchdowns Justin Herbert's got this year? Four. Nah, I don't think it's that many up. Uh... I'd guess two. One. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Smid, how are you feeling? That's, extra- that's extraordinary. I, I, I thought I spoon-fed that beautifully to him. <laughs> um, I even nodded at the camera when he said Joe Burrow and still went the wrong way. But um, that's okay. We went five out of six as a team, and that's 83% does, and, and that's that's more than you can ask for. Absolutely. Well, I am asking for more, but that's fine. Dazzling will take another win there. Extraordinary. All right, quick fire games. Let's go. Raiders, Chiefs. Jared Stidham's looking like Patrick Mahomes, but can he beat Patrick Mahomes? Smith? Uh, no. The The Chiefs will want to try and lock up the one seed, and uh, they'll do naughty things to the Raiders, I think. I think so, Tate. Yeah, I feel like it might be a bit of a reality check game for uh, Jared Stidham after uh, dominating last week. But, yeah, I... I feel like the Chiefs are going to play their starters for majority of this game until they're up by, you know, an insurmountable. But uh, I don't think there's any chance they lose this game. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, back to you, Teed. Falcons, Bucks. Jeez. Uh, Bucks have locked up a playoff spot. The Falcons are the Falcons. I don't know who's playing for the Bucks, <laughs> but I'm going to. The Falcons, Falcons are the Falcons. Falcons. <laughs> that's, that's some real. Put really it on a t shirt. <laughs> that's uh that's um that's the insight you get here at NFL Down Under. But Ted, you actually cut out before you gave us a tip, so are you tipping? 
Ah, oh, sorry. I'm just going to take the Bucks. Um, I, I feel like their second and third strings, are, even though they haven't been playing very well, I feel like they're still better than the Falcons. Smith? No, I'll tip the Falcons. They won last week. The Bucks should rest everyone uh, of any importance to the overall structure of the team. So the Falcons will probably win 9-7 to seven or something like that. Young Way crew <laughs> to carry the Falcons. My man. <laughs> I like it. I'm going the Bucks in this one. Uh, Bills, Patriots, Smid. Mm. Very interesting to see how the Bills bounce back, of course. Yeah, it's going to be tough for them, that's for sure. Um, hopefully we get some updates on DeMar Hamlin before this game happens just to give the Bills players some sort of clarity on the situation so they're not going into the game with unknown still. But um, I think they know that they've done all they can and they've still got the goal to be the number one seed in the AFC and the New England Patriots are standing in their way. So I think they'll rally around their um, their teammate and put up a big win in this one. Yeah, Bills for me, Pete. Yeah, I, I think the Bills win the game. Um, it will be interesting you know, to see how they come out in this game. They could come out and be as flat as and, and drop this one or, or they could really want to put a good performance together for their um, teammates. So I, I feel like, um, you know, more likely than not, they, they will come together and put in maybe one of their strongest performances of the year. And maybe, um, you know, as tragic as it was, this is the kind of thing that will make this Bills team click and, you know, bring them closer together. And, and this might kickstart their run to a Super Bowl. That would be extraordinary. Uh, Bears, Vikings, Tate. I'd argue... Of the teams that have locked up a playoff spot, nobody needs a win more than the Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings do um, need to get in the good books. And it'll be interesting to see if they play their starters here. I assume they they will. Um, it doesn't feel like they're in a position where they would be happy to rest their starters. Uh, Justin Jefferson needs, a, a, I think, maybe 196 yards to, to break 2,000 or, or something like that. So uh, that'll be something to watch out for if he has a f- hot, Start to the quarter. The Bears obviously starting Nathan Peterman over Justin Fields because of the injury. So there goes, <laughs> so there goes Justin Fields' shot at breaking the rushing yards um, record held by Lamar Jackson. I feel like Nathan Peterman will be able to create plays against this Vikings defense, but um, I just can't take the Bears in this one, so I'm taking the Vikings. And just a shout-out to Justin Fields as well, who is going to miss Lamar Jackson's single-season quarterback rushing record by 63 yards. He would have had that a quarter time if he was playing. And um, to the Bears organization, get him a wide receiver and an offensive line. That would be great. Uh, Smith, Vikings? Yeah, I'll get into the Bears offseason when the offseason comes around. But, um, yeah, Vikings win. If If they win last week against the Packers, they rest everyone, and it's a flip of the coin. But... You're right, Daz. There's there's not a playoff team um, that need a win more than the Vikings at the moment. They they need to get some positive energy back in that building, and I, I think they should pummel the Bears. Yeah, I think so. Uh, back to you, Smith. Bengals, Ravens. Division game. Division game. Who knows what they could throw up. Lamar Jackson still hasn't practiced, which does not hold much confidence in him playing in this game, even if he does play... Is he going to be 100%? Who knows? So um, if it's Tyler Huntley-led offense, I think the Bengals come out and put the absolute beat down on them. I think if the Bengals win, they clinch the division? Or have they already clinched the division? 
I think they might have already because of yeah, a... Yeah, depending on what they're doing with that other game, if they call that a tie or they just call that a nothing game, I'm pretty sure the Bengals are clinched. clinches. Right, okay. Yeah. But um, they'll still want to beat a divisional rival and a team that they could potentially see in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they're not going to call it a Bengals loss, so you'd think they have tied up the division in that one. TD sticking with the Bengals here? Yeah, I feel like um, the Bengals win this one. And I don't, another team I'm interested to see if they, you know, want to play their starters the full way. Obviously, missed the game last week and, um, you know, bigger issues than that, obviously, from that game. But they, their players are going to want to play, um, considering there was two teams last week that essentially got a buy. And you can see both those teams coming out rusty, but the Bengals are going to want to shake a bit of that rust, if, if any, uh, before that playoff um, you know, game the week after, and, and the two seed is still on offer for them. So, um, yeah, they're going to be playing in this game, and I think they'll um they'll put enough points up to beat a Ravens team that, that's just about scoring less than 13 points a game at the moment. Yeah, I like it. And if there is ever a game that has no playoff implications that our man Smith can't wait for, it's the Colts and the Texans, the great tank-off of 2023. Tank but, Tate, I'll start, with you. I'll start with you. Um, you can tip the winner or the loser in this game. I feel like they've got equal merit in this one. Well, they're both losers. Um, Could be 2-0 this game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I've, I've been saying all season that the Texans would beat, um, would win this game, uh, the last game of the season. I didn't expect them to win um, that game against the Titans a couple of weeks ago. So maybe that throws a spanner in the works if they're uh, too worried about getting that number one pick. But I do think they win this game. Um, I just think there's no way I can pick a Colts team right now that's got that situation with their head coach situation at quarterback. Um, their offensive line is an issue. There's just issues all over this Colts team and, and um, there's no easy fix there. So it's going to be a long, long off season for the Colts and I, I feel like the Texans will end their season with a win. All right, Smid. Game of the year. Yep, can't wait. I can't wait. I might watch this over the Panthers versus Saints game, to be honest, just to see the pure art of the tank in motion. I expect <laughs> 13 false starts, five delay of games, three missed field goals. I expect it all. Um, but I've been behind my boys, the Texans, all year, the kings of the tank, and they're going to rise to the occasion and lose this game. Yeah, uh, the, Colt, the, Colt, the Colts are going to win it 6-3, to three, and the Texans are going to do some A-plus tanking. It's going to make the Philadelphia 76ers of the early 2010s look like champions. It's going to be crazy. Oh, I'm with you. I've got the Colts here as well. Uh, Saints, Panthers, Smid. Yeah. Go the tank, mate. No, nah, I am that confident that my Panthers are going to win this game. And you know why? Why is that, mate? Because we don't want to win this game. It's, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's the most meaningless game of the year, and it would be the most... Carolina Panthers thing for us to blow out to six. <laughs> for us to blow out the Saints and drop down the draft board by about five selections. Um, so yeah, I have the utmost confidence in my Panthers this week. I, I've never felt so good about winning. You should lock them, mate. That's extraordinary. We'll get to yeah, that in a minute. Yeah, Tate. Yeah, I'm going the Saints. So I, um, uh, I do like this Panthers team, but you know their season's obviously come to an end now and. Um, who knows how much motivation they'll have. Saints as well, I guess their season's gone too, but I do like their defense um, and I just feel like this game, uh, clearly it can go either way because we just so many uncertainties about both teams, but I like the Saints here. 
And back to you, Teed. We've got the Steelers and the Browns. We've seen a, uh, a Kenny Pickett resurgence in the last month or so when the Browns played some good football last week. The Steelers, they can still make the playoffs, which is extraordinary. And they're probably who I'm going to pick in this game. What about yourself? Yeah, I'm taking them. Does anyone know what they need to make the playoffs? I think they need a Jets win and a Bills win. Is that right? Yes, correct. Yeah, Jets yeah, and so Bills to win. That's unbelievably realistic. Like, yeah. It's, mm. it's, they're not a long what? shot like they were a couple of years ago when they needed the Jags to beat the Colts. That might have even been last year. But, um, <laughs> it was yeah, last but, year, but, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, it's not that long a shot. Um, but I, I do like them to win this game. The Browns have been struggling, had their best offensive game, I thought, last week, and they really didn't look that good at all. So um, Steelers' defense will, will be able to limit their points and, um, you know, their offense is going along really, really nicely with Kenny Pickett right now. I think they ride Najee Harris in this one and and they'll get Frymuth involved, who's been a big part of the offense lately, and I think the Steelers win. Oh, that could be part of TD's, TD's breakdown right there. It's mid. Yeah, the fact that the Steelers were 2-6 and six, uh, and they're now 8-8 eight and eight, and Mike Tomlin's never had a losing record as a head coach <laughs> yeah. in the NFL. The universe just wants him to be a winning coach every single time he coaches a football team. So, um, yeah, the fate is strong in this one and the Steelers will win. Yep, Steelers for me as well. Back to you, Smid. The Broncos and the Chargers. Ugh. Yeah, the Chargers are a team that I can see just sitting everyone um, because they've clinched the playoff spot. I don't think they can move in the seedings. No. Um, so they're, they're locked into their position. So there's no point risking your starters, especially when you've got wide receivers like Mike Williams and Keenan Allen who have struggled with injuries. Austin Eckler's had a massive workload. Justin Herbert's been banged up during the year. Just let them sit. Let all your good players sit. Roll out the backups. Let the Broncos have a meaningless win at home in their last game of the year. You've got bigger and better things to focus on. So um, I'll tip the Broncos. Yeah, Broncos for me as well. And, uh, yeah, reasonably confident with that. Teed? Yeah, I agree. I feel like the Broncos are going to win their season on a high um, at home. As Smithy said, there's really no point for the Chargers to play their starters, especially, like he said, with those injury-prone wide receivers and um, I feel like this this entire team could use a rest before the playoffs because they have had it rough this year injury-wise and, and things like that. But, um, yeah, I feel like the Broncos might uh, end their season on a high here. And uh, I know it's crazy, Teed, but if you want to throw in some spanners in the works for a, a TD's TD, I think Josh Palmer might be a good shout in this one for the Chargers <laughs> because I don't think there's going to be too many other receivers. Maybe DeAndre Carter might catch something in the backfield, my goodness. But uh, back to you, Teed, the Eagles and the Giants. Yeah, this one, um, I think this one will be a little closer than a lot of people expect. Although, you know, once again, a big theme of the show, how how often are the starters going to play or if at all for the Giants? I know the Eagles, they're going to play their starters because they've got a win to get the number one seed. Um, but, yeah, I feel like the Giants will at least start their starters, see how it goes, um, and if they're just not keeping up, they'll just pull them. Um, but it really does depend on how healthy Jalen Hurts is. They've been saying for a couple of weeks if it was the playoffs, he would be playing. Um but they're just keeping him out, you know, precautionary, I guess they're saying. So maybe he is he's good and will be a little rusty, but it wouldn't be uh, that bad to, to let him shake off a bit of rust before they, um, you know, most likely get a, a first-round bye. Um, so it'll be good for him to get 
this game in here. Otherwise, he, he might not have played in, in about six weeks, uh, which probably wouldn't be the best thing for the Eagles. So um, I feel like they, they might pull their starters towards the end of this game, uh, but the Giants will keep it close in the first half, I'd say. But yeah, the Giants don't have much to play for. I think they're just about locked into that five seed. Yeah, Eagles are mine as well, Smith. Yeah, Eagles win, but I do expect the Giants to keep it close, and I do expect Brian Dayball to play his starters for a majority of the game. Um, just going off what he said last week, he said that you you play to win every week, and that's not going to change regardless of, of what's happening. So I do think the Giants are going to try and take this game um, for a, a, long, a long stretch of it. If they do pull their starters late, you wouldn't blame them, but... Um, yeah, I think the Giants keep it close in a Philadelphia Eagles win. Beautiful. I like it. And back to you, Smid, the Niners and the Cardinals. Have we seen yeah. DeAndre Hopkins for the last time in a Cardinals Well, jersey? a lot of rumors swirling around that uh, DeAndre Hopkins could be out. Um, yeah, this Cardinals franchise, the wheels have well and truly fallen off. My goodness, it's it's really not good there. Um, the Niners coming off a tight win last week. They're just going to want to keep winning. Um, and I honestly couldn't tell you 25% of the Cardinals starting lineup at the moment. It, it, they're just rolling out Madden generator players at this rate. I think Daz missed a call from them while we're playing golf today, asking mm. him to play right guard. So I actually um, did have someone from Arizona ring me today. Well, That's, there you go. I'm that far off. Yeah, so I think you're right. Um, so, yeah, I'll tip the 49ers. I don't know how much buy, but they're just way too good not to win this game. Yeah, I like it. Um, so I have to go to Twitter here before I talk to you, uh, Tade, here, because uh, Johnny Venerable, I hope I've pronounced that right, Venerable, um, uh, who tweets the following with a video. I, I thought we had le- reached the low point of the Cardinal season until I saw David Blau doing card tricks for Cliff Kingsbury, and the video is him performing card tricks for the head coach. What the fuck is going on in Arizona? Yeah. Dude, what it, the hell? <laughs> it feels like HBO have a rough time picking who they're going to feature in these hard knocks programs, especially um, in their in-season ones, which they've had the last two years. Obviously, the Cardinals this year and the Colts last year, which I haven't watched any of them, but you know, some really um, good moments would have come out of there from just implosions, especially the back end of last year for the Colts. Um, that would be an interesting watch, and maybe I will watch that um, throughout the week because that, that does sound interesting and something that... Um, a week off work, DT? Not much going on? or uh, Well, you know, we know how much I watch things at work, but uh, <laughs> slightly off, off track. So, something, something just came to me before while Smithy was talking about the Cardinals game, and Smithy, I apologise, and, and all the listeners, I, I really do apologise, and for oh. my own... Um, well-being, I really don't want to say this, but I know Daz will somewhat appreciate it, but it feels like the wheels are falling off the Cardinals. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like how the drive-by for me? I didn't say it or think it, and yet I'm somehow lumped into this. No, you always say stupid shit like that, so... <laughs> um, I think David Blau's card trick to Cliff Kingsbury was... um. And now this card will show you my fate, and it, it just said to lose week eighteen. So I think that was the whole card trick. <laughs> oh 
boy. I think he's just made the entire Cardinal season disappear. That's what I reckon he's done there. The great man. Uh, one game to go, Teed, and it's yours. The Commanders. Oh, we're back. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> They've actually got your Cowboys. Who are you more excited to watch, and why is it the Washington Commanders? Yeah, good question, Daz. I... Um... No, I, I've just about given up on this. I, two weeks ago, I think I came out and said I've given up on the Commanders, and then a week later I said I'm back on. But this week I'll jump on and say I've given up on them, and, and you know, it's only fitting. Well, they're, they're out of really playoff contention. That's a... Exactly, and their coach didn't even realise um, that that was possible, which just seems incredible. Um, you could go a week full of uh, prepping for a game and not realise that you could have been eliminated, um, you know, that week. But... I feel like the Cowboys win this game and it's the second straight week that the Cowboys will face a quarterback making his first career start. It was Josh Dobbs last week and it's Sam Howell, I think, this week. Um, you know, I don't expect much from him. Um, you know, obviously, quarterback's been an issue for the commanders this year. I know Heineke got him a few wins, but uh, he was he was less than impressive um, and I don't expect any more from, from the, uh, the rookie here. So, um, yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys. I reckon there's three guarantees in life here. Uh, the first one is that no neutrals will be watching this game. The second is the Cowboys win. And if Sam Howell does rip off an absolute piss or ever throw, all the social media will be a how did he do that? Because Twitter is just a horrible place to be. But the Cowboys for me, Smith. Yeah, Cowboys defense is going to feast on Sam Howell. Um, it's funny, Sam Howell, at the start of the last college season at North Carolina, he, he was the projected qb1 of the class and we've seen that it's not a very strong quarterback class but um yeah the, the wheels fell off and he ended up being a late fifth round pick for actually early sixth round pick for the commanders so it'll be interesting to see how he goes but i don't think it'll be well yeah there we go all right let's get to the locks and uh geez it takes a, a good a good sort to have the pick one in week 18 but that's what i've got for myself and a team that needs to win has to win Got to go for them. Seahawks, they're going to be my lock, my last lock of the year. Smid, you yeah. and Teed both had locks win by 28 last week, but I think you've got um, pick two here. I think. I could be wrong. No, I do because I am currently yeah. in front of him on the leaderboard. So um, I do have the second pick, and I will be locking the Jacksonville Jaguars. I just think that they are coming into this win-or-go-home game in way better form than the Titans, and I feel way more comfortable backing them in to be a playoff team. As if you couldn't hate the Tennessee Titans enough, them making you lose the last lock of the year, and if Teed wins it to end up a tie when this man was two and six, would just really tip you over the edge, wouldn't it, Smith? Yeah, the Titans would be on my uh, on my band list, that's for sure. Yeah, I like it. And Teed, the last lock... Of the 2022-23 season, which I'm looking forward to immensely. Who have you got to hopefully catch Smithy? Yeah, I've gone with my Cowboys. Um, I just feel like they can absolutely dominate the Commanders here. And I think if you look at their Week 17 or Week 18 games over the last couple of years, there have been some absolute drillings. I'm pretty sure they beat the Eagles 56-20 to 20 last year, and, and I'm pretty sure they beat the Commanders 44-10 to, to 10 or something like that the year before, so um, it feels like this Cowboys team doesn't rest starters in the at the best of times, but there is a, a shot at winning the division, although a, a little shot 
uh, but a shot nonetheless. So they will be playing for something, um, considering this game will be at the same time as the other game with the Eagles and the Giants. So I don't expect the Cowboys to take the foot off the pedal um, and they might score a ton of points here in this game. And I've got all the confidence in the world they'll win it. I like it. All right, Smithy. Now you need four or five in the certs to even get close. And you need to win by three. Yeah. So no pressure. But let's get to Smithy's certs. What have you got for us? No, there is no pressure. I'm coming in, uh, just going for it. And I wanted to take teams who um, need to win. So the Jags at minus six, they need to win to win the division. And I think they're going to do that. So I'm more than happy to take them at home. The Seattle Seahawks, same story. Um, they're minus six and a half at home to the Los Angeles Rams. So I'm more than happy to take them. They need to win to make make the playoffs, shall I say. So I'll do that. The Green Bay Packers, minus four and a half at home. I think the conditions suit them. They need to win to make the playoffs. That's three teams that need to win. So I'm more than happy taking all of those guys. Now let's look at some left field selections. Uh, I'm taking my Panthers at plus three and a half because I'm that confident we win the most meaningless game of the season because it would pretty much sum up being a Panthers fan. So uh, I love that for me. And the last one is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers at minus two and a half. Like I said, there just seems to be some sort of gravitational pull in the universe to ensure Mike Tomlin has a winning season every year. And this game is the final piece of the puzzle. So I'll take them at minus two and a half at home to beat the Browns. Hopefully there's a five for five there. Yeah, I I actually I love this. I love all of these. So I'm looking forward to seeing you dominate, mate. And what a oh, can you imagine just pipping him at the post? Yeah, that would oh, the celebrations would be wild. The Mike Lennons will be over the top. Let me do <laughs> All right. Teed. Uh, you're four out of ten in the last two weeks, and I don't know whether I'm proud or disgusted to say that you're in red hot form. So let's let's continue that trend and uh, get you dominating in the last regular season TDs TDs. If you don't think this is coming back for the playoffs to see if less teams make him better, then you got another thing coming. But what have you got for us in week eighteen, my friend? Geez, if I perform um, any better than two out of five in the playoffs, there's got to be some uh, questions asked, but. Uh, for, for quarterback, I've gone with Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, obviously the Jags need a win. Um, Titans a pretty good run defense, but I feel like if the Jags get down on the goal line, um, Trevor Lawrence will, will jump in like he has so often this year. Running back, I've gone. How's this? I um, Trevor Lawrence was one of the top six, wasn't he? When we were doing that thing, he was. So I've studied me me um, TDs TDs and didn't even see how many touchdowns he got. So. Uh, that just goes to show how, how much preparation goes into this. But um, at running back... When I back, say it's on the spot, it truly is. <laughs> at running back, I've got Najee Harris. I said the Steelers will, will want to lean on him to a victory, and I feel like they will. Uh, been probably a little disappointing this year, but he, he looked good last week, and I feel like he'll have a, a good end to the season here if they do, in fact, miss the playoffs. Wide receiver, I've gone Darnell Mooney. Um, I feel like he... Teed. Teed. He's on IR. He's IR. He's oh, out for the season, oh, mate. Oh, no. We've hit a new low. He got confirmed for the season like a month ago and he broke yeah. his ankle. Oh, did I say Darnell Mooney? I meant Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I've I got wondering. a new highlight. 
I've got a new <laughs> highlight for the season. No, we should have just let him go. No wonder he only scored two touchdowns on the season. <laughs> Did me research there, but obviously not enough. I thought something was up there. Fuck. We should have just let him go with it and let him yeah, let yeah. him hope and pray. Why hasn't yeah. Darnell Mooney had a catch today? <laughs> uh, Get yeah, him involved, so I... Nathan Peterman. Come on. <laughs> I got you there. Um, but I will I will go with Juju Smith Schuster there. Um tight end, I've gone with Hayden Hurst. Does anyone know if he's on IR? <laughs> uh, he was, he was, but he's back, I think. <laughs> no, I, I thought he looked good in the Bengals opening drive last week and um I feel like he'll continue that form. And then defense, special teams, I've gone, surely the, these guys aren't all on IR, but I've gone with the Patriots, defense, and special teams. Uh, the Bills, turnover prone, um, and so is Josh Allen and the Patriots. Obviously had that big touchdown last week uh, that, that turned the momentum of the game, and I feel like they can get another one here. Oh, like I'm, I'm still in awe of what's happened in the middle of that segment. Uh, one last question before we go, fellas. I can't. I know that I was a bit unlucky because I picked Stefan Diggs for this and the game didn't finish. But who's someone that you think is going to feature in the non-QB MVP votes this week? Uh, I'm going to go first. I'm going to pick a guy. It doesn't matter because fantasy's over, but he is on my team. But I think he's going to make up for last week. I think DK Metcalf could go genuinely bunter on the Rams. So he's going to be my pick. For a guy who will feature in the votes, Smithy, who's someone you reckon you're going to feature is going to feature in the votes? Yeah, well, Ramsey and um, DK is always a fun matchup um, when they mm-hmm. play against each other, so that'll be a good watch. I'm going with my man Justin Jefferson. Had a really quiet game last week, and as Teed said, I think he's 190 something yards away from 2K. I think they do everything in their power to absolutely feed him the ball against a Bears secondary that is absolutely brutally bad at the moment. So I think he could put up a monstrous stat line. Bang, I like it. And uh, Teed, how many votes is Darnell Mooney going to get this week? <laughs> Haven't you heard? Daz, he's on IR, so I don't think <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, how embarrassing. Well <laughs> Jeez, I like I it. I would say that. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you reckon is going to feature in the votes this week, mate? I feel like it'll be, um, you know, I, I could have two bites of the cherry and say Josh Jacobs or Devonta Adams, but I think I'll go with Josh Jacobs. I feel like they're they're going to, you know, be able to score points against the the Chiefs. Um, you know, it's going to be a high scoring game, and I feel like they will want to end their season on a high. So the Raiders might be able to score, you know, some points. I don't know if they'll get them through. Jarrett Stidham, that's why I've leaned towards Josh Jacobs, but he's had an incredible season um, and he'll want to end it on a high. So I think he might, um, you know, have a really good game and maybe take out the entire thing. Well, yeah, well, if he gets the three, he definitely will do so. All right, gents, it's been a a weird show. I'm not going to lie to you. It's featured Mike Lennon. It's featured way too much of Darnell Mooney. It's, uh, but it's been an absolute cracker. So, Smithy, you can sign us off in your signature style, my friend, and we can look forward to a fantastic final week of regular season football in the NFL for the 2022-23 season. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be really fun to see the drama that is Week 18. And for all you NFL Down Under fans who listen to every episode, please keep this one in mind for when we give TD's 360 degree off-season feedback yeah. about his yeah. preparation for TD's TD's because, uh, yeah. We just need to remember this moment. But uh, thanks for listening. Good luck to your team this week, unless they're the New Orleans Saints. But most importantly, stay safe.